This is a Ramble and Roll, a punk rock podcast. Okay, yeah, we are here with episode number one of Ramble and Roll. Uh, last week was like a little taster uh, for everybody to get to know us, and this week uh, we're diving right in. So I am Mike F. I'm Scott Richter. And today we have a very special guest joining us. He's a bartender, a podcaster, an extremely good-looking man, and an even better friend. I am, of course, talking about our pal, Brendan Joseph Ferrara of Drunken Opinion Podcast, among other things. So What's up? Welcome, welcome Brendan. Thanks for having How are me, guys. I mean, thanks uh, for being with here. Topic, yeah, with today's topic, we felt like who better to get than an, a fellow record collector who probably spends too much money on records some would say hoarder some yeah. some would so we'll say get that um, we'll get to that in a little some would bit. say psychopath <laughs> <laughs> uh so before we get into the meat of the episode though like the real juicy stuff uh why don't you tell this why don't you tell us how you got into punk rock so this is allegedly a punk rock podcast so like you need to have the bona fides to be on here so depending on this answer we might just kick you off right away so i have to listen to punk rock i mean i gotta go i know you um (laughs) (laughs) um, i don't know it just started kind of young like i started listening to like what my aunt and stuff were listening to um which was like a lot of glam rock and stuff like that and then um my teen years i started to kind of look you kind of go to the dark side if you're already kind of got a base in that area so you start getting to the dark side and that's when i started getting to like emo and hardcore and stuff like that and then like i think it was the first time i heard the clash like actually listened to the clash was when i was like yeah this is kind of this is fucking awesome can you swear on this yeah Does Canada i mean allow that we're on our Dude, Canada, we smoke weed, we swear, we do everything. I mean, we do that shit. It's just like Colorado. Yeah, yeah, we do whatever we want here. It's pretty weird. Um, But yeah. Um, But yeah. Did I show you guys my new tattoo? So this kind of makes me a punk now. No, you didn't. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, we've got a Misfits tattoo. Yes, for anybody listening on Spotify later or Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or whatever. Our man Brendan now has the fiend skull tattooed on his forearm. Yep. Better than the tattoo I have on my forearm. Yeah, yours is uh, (laughs) not good. Uh, No. That's been blacklisted. Um, Wait, do we we start saying names on this show? Is this the show that outs it? No, uh, I don't think we should say names. I don't think that's very punk rock of you there. I mean, it's our our first episode. That's like... We have 19 subscribers. Man's a teacher. Once we hit 100 subscribers, we'll start naming names. I mean, if the person involved doesn't want to name the names, I don't think we should be naming the names. Like the victim of the person. Uh, Anyway, we're way off topic already. Lead singer of Uh, a Boston punk band. Oh, you knew it was going to happen. (laughs) Um, It had to happen at some point. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so. Yeah, so the Clash seems to be. I think Scott, you said that was like your first experience yeah, as well. The Clash right? was it for me too. It was. So you guys, was, you guys uh, are legit. A combat rock cassette. 
I'm lame. Dropkick Murphys was my first like real foray into punk rock, so I'm I'm pretty lame compared to you guys, I guess. Who? Um, yeah. Is that a local band? <laughs> um, <laughs> They're from Ottawa, right? I, th- I mean, Canadians technically, yes, names. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having Brendan on the show is the biggest mistake we've made so far as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's the first mistake. <laughs> Yeah, I literally um, do this. I like all I do is talk shit on my other show. So get prepared, yes. man. Well, that's what I th- I think this is going to be a good time. I know that's that's, that's really so why I, I think now's probably a good time to. <laughs> I think now's probably a good time to really get into it here, and uh, we kind of thought that today's topic would be record collecting, buying our first record, and Mike uh, I think came up with a very creative way of putting that. You're you're fucking up the whole timeline because you're supposed to not outline because you're supposed to not know this. You're supposed to play it like we don't have an outline in front of us. You messed it up. No, whatever. So without consulting you, Scott. Yes. (laughs) Start over. Uh, (laughs) No, we're not. To square one. Do you guys actually have an outline? Because we don't. Uh, I have like a rough outline of stuff that we want to talk about, but nothing like in stone. So here was my line, my great line yeah. that Scott fucked up by not following the outline properly. Uh, without consulting you, Scott, I think I'm going to title the episode The Cosmic Power of Buying Your First Record and the Inevitable Descent into Addiction. So I think now's the time where we go around the table here and we say what the first record that we bought was. <laughs> so, Brendan, what was the first record you ever bought? Um. I don't remember, and I don't know if nice. this is because of alcohol or whatnot, but the first, like, because I was off and on buying records for a long, long time because I didn't have a record player, and when I got one, it well, was a shitty Crosley. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt but, for a second, Brandon. Like, just, I want to interrupt. <laughs> um, For any album, like, first album you ever bought, doesn't have to be a record, like, any Oh, Kiss's Destroyer on CD. Nice. I got it at New York Comics. You, Scott, what was the first album you ever bought? I bought myself with my own money was definitely Rancid's Let's Go. Nice. Mine was like a three, four, one, because I'm cool. And I'm going to bring up Dropkick Murphy's again. (laughs) It uh, It was like my Christmas money. And he definitely like didn't sale. shop in America because Canadian money isn't worth anything here. It's true. It was like a sale. So I bought, like, I had gotten Sing Loud, Sing Proud on the Warriors Code for Christmas that year or something. It was like when I was first getting into Dropkick Murphys. So I was like, I'm going to go buy their other records or albums. So I went and I bought, like, uh, I bought uh, Do or Die, Gangs All Here, and Blackout. And I think I bought Live on St. Patrick's Day. It was like some deal at, like, HMV or music world that they were having. So I, I got like the three albums for like 40 bucks or four albums for like 40 bucks or something. So yeah, those are like the first albums I bought with like my own hard earned, hard earned Christmas money when I was a teenager. Nothing wrong with that. That's not a bad buy. Yeah. And like, cause I, I had owned other albums before, but I feel like there's a difference between like just owning an album that like somebody gave to you and like going out and like buying your first album. Like it's, it's a totally different like experience. It's like the first time you're like, I pick this one and not just like given something. 
Yeah, here, listen the, to this. You gotta gotta make your I, own decision there, you know. I did like pull some stuff out that I was like, oh, I bought this a really long time ago, and I thought you guys would kind of enjoy it. Um, Curse of Let's a see what soul. we got there, my friend. Own it. Oh, actually, uh, that's really funny, Brendan, because L bars for those. I, I too pulled out a Curse oh of a Fallen. Oh my god! I too yeah. have a Curse of a Fallen Soul here. Too is yours one of the? Is yours one of the color variants? I do have it's white vinyl, I think. Because I've got the I've got the pink one here. Oh no shit! It wasn't that <laughs> European or something like that. Yeah, it was a European press. Yeah, I got the white. I have a white one somewhere as well. That's really funny. I also pulled out a red tattoos and scally caps. So, um, oh, I have that oh. too somewhere. I don't think I, I wanted to be really cool, but I can't find my version. I have Christmas Fallen Soul, but I couldn't find it quickly enough. Well, you have it in the box set that you spend <laughs> way too much money on, bud. Yeah, I got that right there. I think that might be um, one of my favorite vinyl stories ever. Mike's we should tell drunk. that story. But he spent oh all God. of his money on. The what box what did set. that cost? It was like three hundred dollars or something. It's a lot of money. Uh, it was not cheap. He also spent money on a Skinny Lister album, which did you really buy that? Yikes. Did you really buy that? She was talking to me, and I was like, I guess we'll buy a, a Skinny Lister CD for five bucks. And then Scott destroyed my property in the hotel room later, and I I was very upset with it. I him. used it as a Frisbee. It was better off that way. It's better off. Nobody should listen to that <laughs> fucking band. That band is terrible. I don't mind saying these things out loud. I know there's like three no, people I mean, watching. That band's fucking terrible. That was probably... They were so fucking bad. That was probably the worst experience John of my Kalakalaka, life. John Kalakalaka, who I a. Um, they played up here with like Frank Turner, maybe six months later. They yeah. played that. Oh my god, it was just as bad. I don't know why that they get that cred. They must be really nice people. We haven't had that experience, but they no. were really nice. What did, what did she call us? Boring bastards. The boring bastards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's I saw what happens when you're just sitting there waiting for Ken Casey, you know? <laughs> that's all you guys were there I saw, for. That's why you're front row. I saw the... <laughs> pretty much. I saw the... Like, Skinny Lister and Dropkick did, like, another tour together, like, a couple years after that. And, like, they played a festival in Ottawa. And I remember being backstage, and, like, I saw her. And I was like, hey, do you remember me? And she's like, yeah. And she, like, mimicked, like, leaning against a barrier looking bored. So, like, we made an impression on her at least and then i was like yeah i'll catch you guys set later because for some reason they were playing after dropkick on like a side stage and she's like no you won't and i'm like yeah no i won't 100 <laughs> percent. yeah I'm it's, it's funny that that's the impression that she got because like the, she had the same set every night or they had the same set every night right. like it, like the banter in the crowd and stuff like that why would you expect a bunch of dudes that are sitting in the same spot every night to basically see the same headliner do the same set over and over again in hopes that they play something off of the first EP? <laughs> I used to be there. I understand. Um, but, it's, a um, good, it's a good question. It's, I just don't know why an opening band that nobody's really heard of would do the whole stage banter thing and like line by line, minute by minute, would do the same show. Yeah. 
Because, like, Blood or or Whiskey did the same set, but they didn't, like, do all the same exact stage banter and, like, theatrics like Skinny Lister did. Theatrics? Or, like, Uh, The most theatric thing I remember Skinny Lister doing involved Nick Gold. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Nick Nick Gold's neck lost its virginity that day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... We're getting you guys way off track. Such a delay so we talked about it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, I this uh, Zencaster thing, I like it adds a delay, so I don't know if we're gonna keep using it, but it's like it's convenient for like the recording, but like for live it's kinda yeah, the delay is yeah. a little extra. So it's we'll see. Hard. The, I'm trying the to, audio I'm trying works to, all right. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to learn with the delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had that issue last week as well. I don't know. Did you guys pull anything um, else out? I have a few others. Uh, yeah, for sure. I uh, well, I've got one. Really. I think I got one here. I think you might GA here. I've got an original pressing of the Generation X record here. Yeah, I got one of those too. Mm. I, I bought like it not too long ago. I found mine at a record shop here in Burlington a bunch of years ago, and they never have good punk records. And so when I saw that there, I was like, this is a hundred percent coming home. Yeah. There's no way around that. I, uh, I got, this is my most, one of my most really good shape. And like, this is one of my more recent purchases, uh, agnostic front live at CBGB, like from the eighties, not like the newer one, not the bridge Uh, release. No, this (laughs) one's like, yeah, this one's, uh, I forget the name of the label. Harder, or in effect, harder than you? I don't know. Yeah, it's the one from, like, the 80s that they did with, like, I think when, like, Roger was, like, not very long out of prison. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I might have paid too much for it. I don't know. But I bought, I wanted to buy it to support, Is like, that the one that they... That... What? Is that the one that ended up on a CD that was, like, half of a discipline set and, ha- and like, half agnostic front? No I idea. definitely had that at one point and definitely never listened to the agnostic front side and spent all my time with discipline <laughs> because they were awesome. You don't really have to listen to an agnostic front record. They're going to come to your town six times a year. You just Very go to the true. show. <laughs> you gotta, gotta, gotta go. If you will. <laughs> um, I pulled um, out um, one of my favorites. Um, Stiff little fingers, alternative Ulster. The OG Ugh. single. Nice. I love. I, I almost old... brought out a Straw Dogs. Oh, I do have Straw Dogs too. I love the old um, English covers because they're like textured and kind of weird. Yep. Uh, but yeah, on Rough Trade. <laughs> I, I had a bunch of those pulled out. Yeah, I like English stuff. Because I got, I like, when I started collecting vinyl, I, I started all on seven inch stuff. And so I well, had a massive collection of seven inch bands. records that. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, like, that's a good segue into the next question. But first, this isn't very punk rock, but I found this in like a bin of records my my parents bought at like an auction. And it's like an old Johnny the Cash. Uh, no. The Mahomes <laughs> original reel to reels. It's, uh, it's uh, It Ain't Me, <laughs> Babe. Johnny Cash with. Uh, Let's see, I said time and time again. So it, it just like there was no sleeve or anything. So nice. I have to, I have to like, get like find some sleeves to put these in. But yeah, that was my 
I found that the other day, and I was like, oh, cool. It was in among like. Uh, That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. That's nice. It, I have a, a couple of... Stray Cats records that I got that came that way. No sleeve, no nothing. Mm. And I'm just like, all right. So, Scott, that was a good, that was a good segue, yeah, see, but I, I, I messed do... it up. Sorry, Brandon, go ahead. That's okay. You know, see, this is the, de- the delay issue um, coming into play um, again. The de- yeah, the delay is killing me right now. I talked to There is a raise hand like... function. I don't know if we should start using it. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, like, I got one, one of us wants to interrupt. <laughs> okay Fox. never um, change my friends never the change. second question on the on the outline or was i thought so, we weren't supposed to talk about the outline all right the outline doesn't exist the second question we wanted to discuss or second slightly related was uh so we talked about first albums you own we already kind of got brandon's answer but first record you owned so brandon doesn't remember because He's old, I think he said, was the reason. <laughs> That's my answer. Oh, I have that. TV party. That's the first yeah, one Yeah, it's bought. an original TV party that I found for like 10 bucks at a record shop in Waterbury, Connecticut. Brass you. City Records. Sticky. Yeah, not a great place, but it's better than Hartford, you know? I mean, yeah, you most things are. There. <laughs> Um, I'll be in Hartford uh, next week. For what? My girlfriend's from Connecticut. We're going back home for a couple days. Going to see mom. Oh, she's from uh, Connecticut? I didn't yeah, know that. Farmington. Raise up. Oh, shit. I know Farmington. I haven't been there in a long time. Um, a lot of whites. <laughs> a lot of money, too. You gonna go yeah, and I give wish it that dr- was her situation. <laughs> Give Barry Square the old drive-by, see how she's doing, how the area's doing. Just go hang Barry out. Barry Square gets like, enough drive-bys. Pour My one friends out got for the robbed homies. here once. <laughs> um, when I started really collecting again, this, so this is kind of like remembering buying your first record, but it's uh, OG Press, My Chemical Romance, Three Chairs for Sweet Revenge. That's the, uh, that's the oh, first wow. one I really remember buying when I got back into vinyl or started my own collection in 2003 cool. was a long yeah, time um, ago now. yeah oh i I'll can't talk it, about emo here i love Jesus. no i love mcr i love that that's album, crazy so uh the fact that ride fest announced they've never really been my thing uh they honestly i like them more now than i did in high school like in high school i was like yeah mcr is okay and like now i'm like i love mcr Oh, and so uh, now that Riot Fest announced they are, and now that Riot Fest announced uh, that MCR is like playing this year, if it happens, I'm like tempted to buy tickets just on like the off chance that like the borders are open and I, I can go. But I'm I'll be there. You're going. We have well, it's a little uh, we bit simpler tickets for you. ages ago. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, been simpler true. for you. Like here. you're closer. The border issue isn't there. I'll see. Anyway, my first... They've never been my thing, but I used to date... Like, a long time ago, I used to date a girl who, like, grew up in South Jersey and used to see them play at, like, you know, VFWs and shit like that. And so, like, she used to go to... She used to go to Denny's with those guys. That's weird. Um, still weird. (laughs) The first album I owned, I didn't actually buy. So, 
I had a friend again. Who had like money a very bags, dog. No, like I I had a friend <laughs> who had very expensive hobbies. Like he liked to go skiing. Like uh, you know, he enjoyed snow. So I lent him some money once because he needed it for rent because he spent it all on recreational activities, including cocaine. He's talking about nose snow. Yeah, a little. Are you talking about nose beers? (laughs) Nose candy. Yeah. So, and we were like, we were like eighteen, nineteen. So, like, and he was like, you can't make that joke. You're from Canada. What? Why can't I make that joke? Yeah, because it's a it's a snow joke. There's a lot of snow in Canada. Oh my god! I was wondering why you guys look so confused. I was like, "Is that not like <laughs> yeah, a regular like, like euphemism like, you for with this? cocaine?" <laughs> yeah, you guys went skiing. Anyway. Yeah, you had to go to the grocery store. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he owed me like three hundred bucks because he uh, he had to like pay rent or something. He had to and pay I the lodge. Yeah, I was I was generous <laughs> enough to give new him. lift tickets. <laughs> I was generous enough to give him the money, and like, like he never he can never pay me back because he's always spending all his money on drugs. So one day he just like gave me a guitar and like three records. So he gave me like a Squire uh, Strat, and then he gave me like an original Canadian pressing of uh, Rocket to Russia and like a couple other Ramones albums. So like that was one of the first records nice. I ever owned. It was like to pay off a drug debt i got an original canadian pressing of uh ramon's rocket to russia straight out of a letter kenny episode jesus <laughs> how much canadian tire money is that rocket to russia worth oh god it's got to be worth at least 500 cents i don't know the, all the canadian tire money is in pennies it's weird you guys still have pennies up there that's good no, we don't. But like, Canadian Tire money still does have, and like it's paper money, so it's like a paper one cent Canadian Tire bill. But they're they're switching to electronic. That's so. how. That sounds. But like they're a waste but their coins are dollars and two dollars. So yeah, it's fascinating the currency system differences between countries. That's not that bad. It's un- it's pretty unbelievable. But okay. do you think that, like, when you bought that MCR record, Brendan, do you think that that kind of, like, changed the whole trajectory for you again? Do you think that, like, you got super deep into record collecting through there again? Do you think that that changed your life in some way? Yeah, now I carry around, like, fucking thousands of pounds of shit wherever I go. <laughs> like, Made moving across the country a little more difficult? I absolutely love records. But this is something that you absolutely need to love, and the people around you need to understand that. <laughs> and it's like, I, so I'm I'm very selective now too about what I buy. Um, I I don't just go on like Reddit and be like, oh shit, I have to pre-order this. I have to pre-order this. Like I think I might have one pre-order that I'm waiting for right now. It used to be like Christmas every day. Um, so I stopped that, which is great, but now I'm selective. I only buy stuff that I want and like really want. Like, I don't like, I, I have one dropkick Murphy record, like an LP. That's it. I got rid of all those. And that's, you know, one of our favorite bands. Yeah, I remember. Which one do you still have out of curiosity? Live at Fenway because I'm on it. That's a good reason. Oh, all right. I remember those shows. 
Yeah. I remember when it, you were so selling those Dropkick records, and you wouldn't. S- you wouldn't sell it to me because you wanted to charge like full price for them and you didn't feel comfortable charging me full price for them so you're like i don't want to sell them yeah to you. i don't i still don't want to do that <laughs> daniel came over my house um it was probably right before i moved he came in town for the ballstone shows and i was trying to sell him a bunch of shit and uh i'm like i can't charge him full price I'm like, the kid lives in fucking Austria. He came all the way over here to watch fucking shows. So I gave him a pretty decent discount on stuff. I don't want to fucking I see gouge him. Is. Yeah. Right. Canada is just above, all right? He had to get on, like, a really long plane ride. You can take a bus. Well, that's like, I remember I was looking for the Kings of Nothing fight songs record this summer, and I did not ask you about it. Yeah, and I, I have spent, a couple copies like, of that. I forget what I spent on it. I want to say, yeah, I spent like fifty bucks on it, and then I I said I was stoked about it on like Twitter or something, and you sent me a picture of like three or four of them, and you were like, "Why didn't you ask?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found some random website a few years ago, and I was just kind of scrolling through their discount um, site or discount part of their website. And I saw it. I was like, no fucking way. So I was like, all right, how many copies do they have? And it was like six. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'll buy them all. <laughs> They're good well, for trading. Those records are all, they go, yeah, they go for a pretty penny now. I mean, fanta- fantastic band. Oh, absolutely. They're definitely uh, one Just of the going best back to what you said, Brandon. What? Yeah, I put on fight songs all the time. Um, but yeah sorry yeah this delay thing is really annoying uh going back to what you said about like you only buy records you want like the other day i was on Bandcamp and like uh the peelers are putting out like a new record and i like the peelers they're like uh they're like friends of mine uh dave is coming on the show next week uh to promote the the new album and i was on like the Bandcamp, and i was gonna order like all three variants of the record and i was like about to press checkout now and i was like do I need all three variants just because they're for sale? So I didn't buy all. I just bought. I just bought one because I was like, I just need. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna listen to it. I don't need all three colors like in my collection. It's like that compulsion that you always have to fight. No, I that think. that that is definitely it. Was it became a problem for me for a little while? Like I still. Like again with My Chemical Romance, every time they do another pressing, I always pick it up because they shoot up to like three hundred bucks, no problem. So hopefully, right. in, in some realm, vinyl will be currency, <laughs> and I'll be able to, you know, buy a house. Well, that's like I remember when uh, after we saw Battle Rooms a few years ago, you and DJ went to Tasty Burger, and the joke was that you were going to pay for our dinner with the Battle Rooms cassette you had bought. It's true because I bought like four of them. <laughs> they go great in trades. People are like, "Oh shit, you have that?" I was like, "Yeah, I was at the fucking show." I don't remember it because I was drunk. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Didn't you buy a bunch of tickets to that show for all of us, and like then none of us could go? Something like that. Or like yeah. A, yeah like, you bought some like for I know you bought one for me and then I couldn't go, but I'm pretty sure you bought like four or five tickets and then like half of us ended up not being able I think to attend. 
I think Tui did the same thing. He bought a bunch of tickets and nobody wanted to go. But the show was a, <laughs> booked a year out. Yeah. It was yeah, it was literally a year out. But they wanted all the Europeans to come I, and spend their money. Seriously, I remember there were like people from Australia at that. Like yeah. that was a that was kind of a big deal because that I was the first Daniel time they had was, played in North America. Daniel, Daniel came there too, yeah. right? Yeah. He was. Yeah, Daniel came. It yeah, was like me, was... you, Daniel, DJ. That was a fun. I think uh, I remember which night it was, but I can't remember, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of randoms in there that I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was like um, Fit for Abuse played that. Um, yeah, it was, okay. It was a good now weekend all around the night before. Now I remember that one. Because I kept on going to the merch booth and being like, you guys almost out yet? I want to know if I should buy any more. Let me get another round. Yeah, I got a, I got this one from that show. Was it? Didn't they press the that exclusively for that show? Yeah, that's why yeah. it's in the uh, hard plastic case. Yeah. I know this one you can't find anywhere. The Trouble. This is from their first reunion oh. shows. Oh man, yeah, I was looking for some trouble I just... records on Discogs and like, yeah. Good luck. The, the only trouble record I have is that Shadows of the Street like um, anthology, if you will. Oh, the test press that DJ hooked us up with. It's not a test press. It's not a test press. The one I have, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, I know I have. I have almost but it, everything. It is one from the This Is Hard. It is one from This Is Hardcore, though. I think yeah, that's the test press version or something like that. Oh okay, oh, beats me. I I didn't pay too close of attention to it when I bought it. I was just so stoked to find it somewhere. You guys want to know how much I spend on vinyl and how crazy it gets sometimes? Uh yes. Let's do it. Let's figure this out. When you get into an eBay bidding war with someone, for is that an original bullet? Yeah. <laughs> How high'd that go? I don't even want to know. <laughs> it's so stupid, I can't say. <laughs> Dude, he Pete Morrison from Forced would. Reality has been fo- posting about all this stuff, and these things are going for like $3,000. <laughs> I didn't spend that much. This was a long time ago. It was still stupid. <laughs> but fuck it, I love it. And then uh, this was yeah. another one, too. This is yeah. It's, of, I'm fine. Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Rent for so, three months. Anybody? So, uh, <laughs> so Brendan, since you're like so willing to spend exorbitant amounts of money on records, I love spending. What's like money. the most coveted record that you don't own, but that you want? Uh, hold on. My wish list on Discogs is like absolutely ridiculous. Okay, maybe while Brandon's um, pulling that up, Scott, what's your most coveted? Or do you have it? There's two for me. There's uh, so before the Toy Dolls were the Toy Dolls, they were called the Showbiz Kids. And there's a seven inch that's uh, She Goes to Finos. And I want that very badly, but it's almost impossible to find. Um, and then I think really the second one that I'd really love to be after is an original pressing of uh, We Love You from Cox Bar. 
That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've gone after it a couple times, and it's not. It's not fun. You just no, keep on going. Well, that was twelve hundred bucks. Thank <laughs> God I didn't do that. Yeah, they, they. I've come up short a few times. That's for sure, and extremely short. Okay, I have well, two. I have two. Um, Prince's Black album. That oh shit, he pulled from the shelf. Like they only did a promo pressing of it, and not too many got out there. Um, because he he turned to God that week, or something, and he didn't want this album that had like a, obscenities and profanity or whatever the fuck on it. So they destroyed most of them. So getting an original copy is really tough. But the other one is the original Teenage Kicks. Oh, it's hard to get. I don't think I've ever seen a seven inch of that. It's there's there's a bunch of copies. It's weird because some of those. That delay sucks. Yeah. um, My two or. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For me, I don't. I don't know. I was thinking like the first minor thread seven inch. Like I was looking at that the other day on Discogs, and it's like it's a hefty price tag on that one for me. And it would feel good though. It would. And one that's more. Oh, attainable, it feels so good to have that record. I just haven't uh, bit the bullet on yet. It's in like a original Ramones self titled. Uh, those aren't too bad. So I just like one day maybe I might buy it. We'll see. The remote like, uh, one there's... isn't that expensive, but it's just it's getting harder to come by. Yeah, there's like, actually a crazy it, story. Like... Sorry, go ahead. What's that, Mike? Sorry. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, uh, there's this other podcast I listen to called No Dogs in Space. It's like uh, by the host of the last podcast on the left, and they did a series on um, the Ramones, and it's uh, Marcus and Carolina. They're like husband and wife, and Carolina, she has a story about how. She was at like some random church garage sale in LA and she saw a Ramones L- like self-titled LP and she just bought it randomly for like three bucks. And then she brings it home and Marcus looks at it and he's like, you just got an original pressing of the Ramones self-titled for three bucks at, a, at a church garage sale. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm dreaming for. Something like that to happen to me. Yo, that doesn't happen often when you get something, but when you do that boner you have is outrageous it it feels good uh one of my friends handed me like three or four months ago uh pressing of uh, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables and i brought it home and it ended up being an original pressing and i was like yeah. what <laughs> he was like i don't listen to it so you can have it <laughs> thanks, thanks sean sucker <laughs> uh, it's okay he sold like a few years ago he took a job on a cruise ship and when he to to be play drums in a cruise ship band or whatever. And when he left, he sold a bunch of his records and he ended up selling like four or five of my records to a record shop here in town. And I absolutely lost my shit on him. <laughs> yeah, he's dead now. So, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he's um, he's out recording in California in the same studio that Green Day recorded like Nimrod or whatever. Yeah, I've been to California once. Me too. I hated it. I've never <laughs> That's been. That's always one of those funny things. It's like, oh, uh, we recorded at the same place that uh, the Foo Fighters did their last record. 
Yeah, you're not gonna get the Foo Fighters love, man. <laughs> That's what when people, yeah, people try and use that as like a bragging thing. It's like I could go book that place tomorrow. Like it's a it's a business. Like lots of people record. Right. In those All you studios. gotta do is spend money. <laughs> like you're not gonna have any. You're not gonna sound like Dave Grohl is gonna magically be on your drum tracks because you recorded in the same room as him. He could. He farted in that room. You could get some of that magic, you know. Like his DNA example. could be in there. He might have spat somewhere. Prime example. So uh, the studio we recorded the first Skelly Cat Brats album at. Uh, it's like this. It's a. This is a guy in Ottawa. His name's Yogi. He he runs House of Targ, or he's one of the co-owners of House of Targ now. But he has a recording studio in his basement. He has like a, he has a ton of sick gear, and he has he has like a. He has a green amp, like the guy who was like, he was like the, it was like the founder of Orange or somebody who worked at Orange, like left the company and he started making amps called Green. And the one that Yogi had used to be owned by ZZ Top. It was, a, it was a, it was a ZZ Top amp that they had brought on the road with them. And eventually they sold it and it ended up with Yogi. So like there's some, so that amp is on the first Scala Cat Brass record. It's still a shit record. Like it doesn't. I did sound- not hear Lagrange <laughs> on that record. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, did, it didn't help. You guys might have been a bunch of sharp dressed men, but like, come on. It's the amp itself <laughs> sounded great, just like everything else didn't. Jimi Hendrix farted next to this guitar once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's my old. That's Eric my old man. Rant. Said a few racist remarks by this drum set one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, like I believe. Oh I believe there's some like good juju with gear and stuff like that. Like I think there there's is. some truth to it. Like, but like that's there. But like some of the people that I know that stretch it, I'm just like no. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not a thing. Like, <laughs> I recorded at a place back home in Attleboro, and the tech there, who was a really super nice guy, and he was really connected. I think he was, like, the original drummer for Godsmack or something like that. Really nice dude. And he goes, hey, do you want to see something cool? I was like, yeah, fucking always. He goes, I have Steven Tyler's microphone. I go, that's kind of gross. And he's like, no, Sully from Godsmack. <laughs> I go... That makes it even worse. I'm like that. Mike. I'm like that has the saliva of a guy that adopted a 14 year old girl to marry her. I just don't like. There's just like I don't know. Nothing impresses me when somebody's like, "Oh, Aerosmith's here." I'm like, "Oh, cool. I'm gonna leave." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like a. I, I mean, Godsmack. Like, what are we gonna catch them on tour with Trapped next week or something? Like. Yeah, New Hampshire's finest. Um, I was, <laughs> um, like, yeah, I I had an anecdote and I lost it. Oh yeah, I was looking at um, one day I was just randomly looking at uh, like what it would cost to go record at the Blasting Room, because I was like, you know, and how much it would cost to like get Bill Stevenson to like record you. The answer is a lot. But I was looking yeah. at their gear page, and uh, 
like you can use the original Black Flag drum kit that Bill Stevenson like recorded with Black Flag, and I'm like, man, that is so cool. And I'm like, like nervous breakdown. Uh, he wasn't in the band for Nervous Breakdown. I don't think. I think he did. He do. Damage? Oh wait, no, that he wasn't there that early. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. But they, he might. He probably recorded a version of Nervous Breakdown. They, I feel they, like that recorded it. They recorded that song with like every singer they ever had. I think. But yeah, and I mean they cycled through so many members because Greg Ginn's <laughs> a fucking asshole. Yeah. But like, I remember like getting enamored with the fact that like I could go like have a recording with bill stevenson's like drums on it then i like thought about it a bit more and i'm like is that really worth thousands of dollars to go to colorado springs and have (laughs) like there's other value in going there to have him record your album it's not in using his old drum kit from the 80s he's in colorado springs i think he's in fort collins fort collins yes oh i knew it was some something to do with colorado it's just up the street about two hours away See, so you could go yeah, record on. You could go record with Bill Stevenson's drums tomorrow. Yeah, where's the uh, where's the rest of your band? No, nah, man, it's just me, dude. <laughs> I just want to play your drums. No, I'm just gonna, <laughs> it's just me. I'm just gonna play Nervous Breakdown over and over again until uh, <laughs> until the time runs out. You know what I'm saying? You tell me to get the fuck out of here. Let's go. We got 45 <laughs> seconds. I mean, if you're paying. Yeah, I'd be fucking anyway, stoked. Yeah. Wait, I don't have to set up microphones. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to deal yeah. with some egotistical piece of shit that's like, so I thought about putting the microphone in the uh, the toilet. I hear that's how the Ramones did their first record. <laughs> yep. I hear that's how we uh, got the chosen few from Dropkick, but... <laughs> What's the cho- which one's that? Do I um, know that song? That, that's that acoustic on? song that they put out like years ago. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I stopped yeah. listening to Dropkick Murphys after 2003. You know, look at this guy over here. Cool guy. Too cool to, <laughs> to admit he listens to Dropkick Murphys. No, I just don't want to be hurt. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at like being hurt with terrible music. Huh? Yeah, that's fair. I mean... I thought this was an ASMR podcast. What are we listening to? I mean, it, it could be. Uh, uh, the, the background noise has just been my dogs. My microphone <laughs> is hypersensitive. I told you, man, you got to get a, a limiter or a noise gate. I mean, and a I, I know. Um, I, I'm I'm fully aware, but you know, I've got to upgrade my other hardware to get there. Uh, the the other. Th- <laughs> Looking at our list of possible questions. That does not need an upgrade with you on the podcast, my friend. Ooh. Uh, I think, did we already talk about our latest record purchases? I think we did, right? No. No. Okay, let's do that. What's your latest record purchase, Brendan? Funny you should ask. Harry Styles, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. This shit's pure fucking gold. I, uh, I hear that shit at work all the time. Yeah, I hear it tastes like strawberries. <laughs> Is that a reference? I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. It's from the song, Mike. You should open up your ears and stop listening to the Mahones. All right, man. <laughs> stop having so many great nights on the lash. Yeah, man. I just. 
Hey. <laughs> so <laughs> Mark Lynn does that with record, record like, of the month. Won't get me in thing. trouble. What do you mean oh, yeah, we'll get you in trouble? What you trying to say, son? I don't want to get into it. What? Do you want a copy of this? I, I'll send it to you for free. No. Oh, wow. It's not worth much anymore, if you know what I mean. That's got that's got negative value these days, probably. Um, <laughs> I bought, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Dropkick Murphys, I finally bought uh, the Back to the Hub 7-inch. It's in the mail right now. Oh, that's cool. That's a good yeah. record. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was like a decent price too. Like uh, that's with shipping all in. It was, but like the, it was like a little bit below average of what it's been going for. <clears throat> so I was happy. So now I just need the dropkick. That's or the no, best I just part the... about Discogs. That... Fuck the delay. The Unity split, right? Is uh, that what you need? No, I have the Unity split. I just need uh, the Ducky Boys split and the Bruiser split and fire and brimstone and then i have all their seven inches so getting there but you but you don't have the tie-dye cover fire and brimstone mr i only have one dropkick murphy's record just happens this to is pl- have fire inch. brimstone this is a seven inch it doesn't count. oh you oh you're saying you only had one lp okay yeah lp that's it yeah it's that black one. it's not that cool what color do you have oh uh, yeah i got the black back to the hub i wasn't paying like Three times the price for the red, I think. Back to the hub is the expensive yeah, one. Yeah, it's not worth it. Red. No. Same with the uh, Ignacio. You know, like 10 but... years ago, they weren't that expensive. No. They DJ said he bought it. For... Yeah. Was it you? Was it DJ or you, Brendan, that bought it at the show for like 10 bucks? I bought it at the show. Yeah. Must have been you. Yeah. Because they did Should've it. Should have bought it. I can't remember what that was like. Was that, 2003 or 2004? Yeah. I think it was 2003. Yeah, I think it was at like one. I want to say it was like Hampton Beach or something like that. I can't remember. But it was a one off and they had some left over. Because I think they sold out immediately on the old website. I, I would imagine. Man, that old website. Because it was only like the message like... board. Was crazy. Were you guys on that message board, the Dropkick Murphys message board on their website? No, I was not. It's a good decision. I can (laughs) only imagine that it sounds and looks like the fans of Dropkick Murphys, uh, that Facebook group. Yeah. Well, the the one post that sticks out to me is some like Uber, like he claimed to be this like old school skinhead guy, and he's like. Yeah, one time this kid at a show said that his favorite song was Drinking Fight, so I kicked his ass. I'm like, that for some reason that post sticks out to me. It was like when I stopped. And that going person on the was Dave board. Engelman. <laughs> Shout out, Dave. Names, dropping names. Okay. Oh, God. This is a train wreck. This one might not go up <laughs> on the Spotify. Oh, stop <laughs> it. You Don't gotta, be fresh. You gotta. I'm trying to do a professional <laughs> podcast with a professional production. Not the old yeah, end sitting that, around but... shit talking. But <laughs> you're talking to somebody that's done over a hundred podcast episodes. So technically, this is your fucking way up. Yeah, I that's why we got you. I needed your clout. I needed to bring your clout in and you know, <laughs> get some of those imp- drunken opinion impressions. With rambling hashtag roll. drunken opinion hashtag at bad drunks on Twitter. 
hashtag somehow the, something else the, we've been getting like 20 know. people engaged on like our facebook posts but like the i posted like the little poster like the promo poster of the picture of me drunk off my ass at house of blues with you and like that one somehow like 600 people saw that post i don't know and it was only shared like three times 600 yeah it's because people like me i don't know how that's what it is it's the <laughs> first is. time a picture I mean, of me has gone up on facebook new in years <laughs> it's not even a new picture oh, it's from two what a night that was 15 like, or 2014 i reposted that and like i got so i got likes on it and <laughs> like my my aunt was like oh my god congratulations i'm like if you read I the post that. it says that i have a show <laughs> i was like i have a show you can listen to it every yeah, week but um if you really want to know what's going on or if you really want to hear me cry about how hungover I am all the time. Anyway, Brendan, congratulations for us asking you on to Ramble and Roll. I'm sure it's a great honor yeah. to be asked to do <laughs> this. Really appreciate it. It's oh. been a blessing. <laughs> so, we talked about... I'm just trying to stay on track, you know. I'm trying to keep this professional, keep this train rolling, you know. Outline. It is. It's, it, this is very professional. I'm very proud of you. You're doing a great Thank job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's very well written. I'm sorry for cursing. I mean, the cursing doesn't bother me. Favorite record in our collection. So let's go around the, the virtual table again. Favorite record for whatever reason. It could be rarity. It could just be sonic quality. It could be anything. What's your favorite record in your collection? Scott. Uh, I'm going first. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm just going to go with the record that I mentioned earlier and just say fight songs all day. That's a quality record. I, I definitely. I spend the most time with this record and it's a hundred percent related to the fact that it does not exist on Spotify. It does not exist like anywhere that you can stream it. So when I'm sitting at home that, and probably actually not to piggyback off your descendants talk early or Bill Stevenson talk there earlier, Mike, but probably cool to be you. I listen to that so much. That's a good one. Uh, Brandon looks like he's still flipping through. So I was just actually looking at that section. That's it, because I want to listen to records uh, after this. Uh, I have to pack. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to Boston on Saturday, so I got to pack stuff. Uh, condolences. Um. Yeah, everything's dead there, so it'll be fine. Um. There's nothing favorite... left. No, I don't think there's anything left. You know, if he dies, he dies. Tui. Um. Who? Never mind. Tui's left. Who? He's the only institution left in Boston. <laughs> I thought you oh, were yeah. Tui. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ginger kid. He's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite record. <laughs> My favorite record all time is the Wu-Tang Clans Enter the 36 Chambers. It's the greatest record ever. I know it's not a punk rock thing, but it is the greatest record of all time. I mean, Wu-Tang's pretty punk. Yeah, I guess. I mean, see, I almost, I almost put up my 30th anniversary pressing of Paul's Boutique from the Beastie Boys mm. with that because I, I don't know. I've been on a huge Beastie Boys kick for like the last 10 years, 
and that has pushed me further I down think that the hip hop. Just means you're a hole. fan. I don't think that's a kick. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but that like pushed me down the hip hop rabbit hole a little bit, and so I've been after like trying to find a, a couple original pressings of like Gangstar records, and those things do not come cheap. No, those are really expensive. They're kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, a lot of the. Uh... God damn it! Sorry, Twitch. I'm just trying to send text messages yeah. out. Um, My uh, one Twitch. Yeah, player. a lot of the hip hop stuff is really hard to get. Mike, we don't care. We know it's the Scally Cap Brats. Enter the. I think Ottawa he's gone. Stuff. I think I think it might be me because I have it open in another window. Who's gone? Me. No, Danny's gone. What? Was there another person here the whole time? No, in the chat. I that's what we were talking about. Oh my god, I'm so... <laughs> the Twitch viewers. Never mind. My, Mike, your favorite record. My favorite record. Well, the Scally Cap Rats. <laughs> it's uh, uh, drink loud, dress uh, hard. Uh, it's technically, <laughs> like eight records, but this bad boy, the Dropkick Murphys uh, vinyl box set that I bought. In Boston, Massachusetts, for 230 American dollars, when I had like 260 American dollars in my bank account. <laughs> With five no. days left to go. <laughs> oh man, I've never. We all seen, make those decisions. I've never seen a human being that drunk make it. Not not only through I, uh, a a rock show, <laughs> but through the openers and the headlining set, and then somehow getting on stage for a stage invasion. Right, because that was the second show of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think he, we had gone to the afternoon show. He kept on. Brandon, you didn't even think too. I was going to make it to that show. No, because I saw you outside and I was like, get him away from me. I just was at work all day. Um, I was like, I don't want to be bear hugged for the next four hours. Leave, Tell him to go away. That picture, that the infamous picture, I think, says it's another story. Day. Yeah, I kept yeah. on trying to get I kept on trying to get his beers out of his hand so I could drink them because I didn't want to go up to the bar anymore. I mean, I could. I remember that he would like he would like go back to the bar. Mike, you'd go back to the bar, and we'd be like, "There's no way, there's no way in hell." And somehow, you wouldn't even come back with just two. You'd come back with three beers. Yeah, and that's not (laughs) that's a big no no. I do remember he got lost in the crowd once, and we watched him from the bar, and then he kept on going straight to the soundboard, and then. This fucking six six giant Canadian man is just walking through the crowd holding up his PBRs. He's going, excuse me, I'm trying to find my friends. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, look at I him came go. back with a slice of pizza too once. Yeah, that means you went out to the lobby. Goodness gracious, that was funny. Uh, that was a fun night. Hey. And the worst part about that, that was, that, 
That was a now, lifetime ago. Now that I'm sober and, you know, get to look back on all these me- <laughs> memories, I was very in control for how drunk I was that night. I just want to point that out for point one. That's ve- I was, that's like, very true. in control. In control. Is- control. Number two. I got in a- control is not buying a Skinny Lister CD. Like, that's not You can control. forgive the box set, but the Skinny Lister CD is too much. Yes. So, number two. I, got, I did got two stage the- invasions that day. Because I did the matinee. That day we were drinking jello shots in the lineup, and then I was drinking gin and tonics at breakfast. So I was like, wow. I, for, by the I matinee, do I was remember wasting. that. And number three, uh, I remember yeah, know. breakfast. One guy got really mad at me, and he was like, "You think you own this place or something?" And I looked back at him, and he was like, "He got he had like a good like four inches on me." And I just remember looking at him and just kind of like shrugging. <laughs> I just kept going. I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, He's like, yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> and then, uh, the PBS was there that night to record like the live, like the live show. And like they did that like interview documentary series. So I'm all over that documentary series in the live sections, just wasted like there's scenes there's like shots of me in the crowd against the barrier like passing out then there's a shot of me on stage and i'm just sitting there like like looking up at nothing like like i'm like on a different planet it's just yeah that's there for all eternity on youtube so every time i when i watch that i'm like oh yeah there i am just going just doesn't know what song's playing and then the he band and then tim Brennan made shannon i'm coming it. home <laughs> did he yeah he was at sound when we went to that sound check thing the next day uh tim was like i'm pretty sure i saw this gentleman asleep against the pole last night <laughs> Which, I, <laughs> I don't know the, the pride of toronto oh yeah the pride of toronto that's excellent i didn't know he said that's really funny yeah it, it, he did <laughs> yeah and then ken called me the pride of toronto right after that and that's right after Matt Kelly joked that they were going to play Toronto. a Scally Cat Brad song. They were given to me that day. And then Al said he's going to punch me in the balls if I messed up the lyrics. I was just getting it from every angle. I'm surprised I made it to that soundtrack thing. Yeah, it was like 11. Uh... <laughs> I went hard those I years, no man. Yeah, that's what I really... I really stopped paying attention to the shows. And I think I just showed up because like somebody had a ticket. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll go. It's pretty easy for us for all it. to get like free tickets. I think I only paid for like one show that whole, uh, that whole week. What year was that? 2015? No, I think it was 2014. The next year yes. was 2015. The year that I was like, we were selling like the dropkick tribute CDs. So I got really wasted the first night that year instead, and like then I was pretty sober the rest of the week. I think I gave you guys fifty bucks. And I said I don't want the CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I remember, I, I was going around the foundation around somewhere, but I was going around the foundation room trying to sell it to people. And one guy's like, "I only want it if Joe Strummer's on it," and I'm, I'm like, "Well, he's dead." So I guess you don't want yes. it. Joe Strummer did all, all <laughs> 16 like, oh, yeah, tracks. Joe's on here. He Joe's played bass on, here. on all these. 
Yeah. Yeah, he played bass on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than yeah. Cut the Crap. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, we've Brendan's leaving. What's he doing? Where's he going? What's happening? I don't know. Is there like a home invasion? <laughs> anyway. I have no idea. It, it um, looks like he's looking for a record. It's probably what he's doing. Yeah, I think uh, next week we should maybe try like Google Meet or something and see if there's like less of a delay. Because it's kind of hurting the conversation. That would be good. I think that would be a step in the right direction. No, I wanted to find this. This is my other favorite record of all time. Oh, God. Is that the one that I signed? Yeah, to Brandon. (laughs) To Brandon. To my number one fan. To my number one fan. It's a damn shame when your hero spells your name wrong. Hey, it's okay. Uh, I'm famous because I'm on the back of that record. <laughs> yeah, you are. You've oh, got yeah, like shit, one of the. You are. You got one of the few copies of that that are out in the wild. I have most of them here in my basement still. Yeah, I have. Probably... I have three of them. I think. Well, I, have I mean, nobody's gonna listen. Two. Yeah, you did because I guess that's back when you were just buying things and not thinking about it. I felt really bad. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, wow, they can't afford a color pressing, so I guess I'll just buy two. I don't know why it's so fucking dirty. I don't think I ever took this out of the sleeve, honest to God. <laughs> no offense. Um, I mean, you must have. I, don't I keep really my shit putting this on. in pristine condition. I keep my you shit probably tight. tried to burn it. Who's this guy looking all fucking... <laughs> Who's that? I can't even tell. It's so blurry. What do you mean it's blurry? Go fuck yourself. I think that's Danny. Is that who was on the show pretty, or listening? I'm pretty positive that's Danny. Wow, oh, he's yeah, totally that's Danny. Po- the tattoo. Yeah. This guy. This guy. Yeah. Do we have? Uh, does everybody have to put their copy up? <laughs> do you have your copy? I'd have to go to another room to get mine. But I have two hundred yeah, he- here. Do you want one? No thanks. Oh, this got water damage on it. That's why it's dirty. Oh, that's a damn shame. I guess I'll just have to have you send me another one. Spell your name right, maybe. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Spell it even more wrong. He's definitely posing for, like, Oi Playgirl or something. He's just putting Um, sex in that picture on there. I took that picture. Did you really? Oh, there it is. That's why. Yeah. Wow, maybe maybe you should have done photography have... instead of podcasting. I got an A in photography in college. Is that not is, even a lie? Is college college or is that like Canadian college where it's like tenth grade? No, it was like a post secondary institution. <laughs> That's a really proper way to put that. I just want to, you know, my, my credentials are very yeah, proper. Go to school. <clears throat> Didn't want to do that. Good decision. No, I just sit at no, I sit at home, collect records, and hang out on unemployment. Yeah, who's laughing this, now? So obviously, like in the last year with with COVID, it's been a little more difficult to go out to record shops and stuff like that. Uh, but nope. I think it's really easy. Yeah, see, like. The, 
there's there's a couple here that are open, but they're kind of I don't know weird so, about things. So and sorry, go ahead, Mike. So are you guys going to like record stores still? That's what I was gonna ask. Like, oh yeah, all the time. I pop into one here every now and again, but they rarely have anything good. So mm, I'm like. I'm still like too paranoid. So like I'll like buy stuff from the local shop and then just like go pick it up. But like I haven't really gone into like record hunt and peruse. I don't know. I just feel anxious around people. So I just like and like being in public. So I haven't really done much record hunting the last year. I kinda think that was post COVID though. Or pre COVID. I don't want to be near people either. And this is Yeah, I mean fantastic. That's fair. I just, yeah, I just, I guess I just feel extra anxiety about like hanging out in public spaces when I don't have to be. So I haven't done much. I I think me and Brendan are in a position where because of what we do for work, we're around people so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care because that's, that's really ignorant to say, but since they opened things back up, there's really no choice. So especially when you work in the mm-hmm. uh, the restaurant industry, like you really don't have a choice to not be out. So you're taking a gamble to begin with, because if you're like, well, I'm really COVID, you know, aware and, you know, I don't want to do that. They're going to be like, yeah, good luck. Find another fucking job. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the position yeah. I've been in. I guess I'm in like I have like the luxury sort of of being able to work from home. So like I'm already like not really going out to begin with so i feel like the less i go out the better even though it kind of sucks because then i'm just like home all the time but yeah maybe it's just like since you guys are already forced to be out you're like well i might as well like go to a record store and like enjoy that if i'm already like exposed but the problem with record stores here is all you get is grateful dead box sets and fish records and you live in denver too (laughs) i mean Burlington is just a smaller boulder, man. Yeah, it 100% is. I mean, uh, my girlfriend's brother went to school in Burlington, and then he moved to Boulder. That's what everybody does. Yeah, you got to. I mean, and like the, fish, the same- fish doesn't play Vermont that often, so you got to go move to Boulder. I don't think they ever play here, and that's quite all right with me. Yeah, they're a terrible band. <laughs> do you know, they're, like, do you, they're not good. Do you do you guys know like a band like? Okay, so over over the summer, we were going like to thrift stores and stuff. Um, when things started to open up, I found a Jimmy Buffett record. I don't like Jimmy Buffett. I think he's a piece of shit. Only for the mere fact that Margaritaville is probably one of the worst things that's ever happened in the recording history of the world. Um. But I didn't realize that he had records. Like, I didn't realize that he did full albums. Do you guys have, like, a, an act or something that you're like, oh, wow, they do have, like, other songs? At this point, I'm going to say anybody that you hear on the radio at this point, because, like, you don't hear about anything except the singles, really. Like, a uh, lot of yeah, those pop singers. I mean, I get that because we are we're back to like we're the like the 50s and the 60s where it's like singles. 
you know, yeah. albums didn't really become a thing until probably the, like late, the 60s, mid to late 70s. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you have like the like the early prog and stuff like that, like Cream and all those bands. I right. Just open, I just Yard Birds. Room. Shit Who? like that. Oh, that uh, oh, that maybe Jonathan pa- the Yad Birds, the Yad Birds, the uh, that Jonathan Page is a better <laughs> and Je- and uh, Jeffrey Beck, with yes, a, with a G, Jeffrey Are Beck. Beck and Jeffrey Beck related. Maybe is Jeff Beck a uh, a think... Scientologist as well? I was just gonna say, I think Beck's a Scientologist. Is... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Beck is a um, he's a second generation Scientologist. Yeah, but he doesn't practice. No, oh, so he just like hard, gotta a have that asterisk there. So he's not that much of a piece of shit. No, I enjoy no more that. than like I shouldn't say that. Yeah, no more than like a kid who was born like into Catholicism and doesn't practice would be right. Like you don't really choose what your family's religion religion is. <clears throat> So he's just no, yeah. you don't. He's just a guy. He's just a dude. I don't know where. where it's at, you know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if we should go down the religion <laughs> avenue in this podcast. Uh, no. So final I'll question: say Child molester at least like four times. Oh yeah, me too. So <laughs> I I get in arguments enough with well, my especially parents. with being from Boston. I mean, mm. yeah, it's like it's your biggest export besides. Uh, I wish I was touched. St. Patrick's. Day no, parade. man, I do wish I was touched. I'd have fucking money. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you, you have more Misfits original pressings. Yeah, that's true. I would think of all the yeah, think of all the yeah. records you could buy. Some of that diocese money. Yeah, if I was just fucking. If I was just fucking. Dude, you'd, you'd have that black album from Prince. I would. God damn it. Okay. So since Maybe this is kind life. of taken, you know, a fucked up grotesque turn, and has turned us into like stop uh, it. <laughs> To, uh, you know, willing to be molested to buy re- more records. Uh, this, this next question. All right. Laugh. All right. Those are putting words in my mouth. That's putting words in my mouth. I did not say to buy records. That, that is just absolutely terrible to say. Do, do you regret getting into record collecting? Uh, no. Absolutely yeah, not. Me neither. I don't. Do you, Scott? Not even when you were loading up to move across the country? Uh, not even loading up across the country. Not even loading up the storage locker to the car. Not even when we got a really nice apartment and then it flooded. And then at 2.30 in the morning, I had to take my entire record collection out while I was crying. And bring it up to my friend's apartment and then bringing it back down to a new apartment. No, I don't regret it. Wow. Your you suffered gone through more than mine. Yeah, you oh, suffered for the for the art. It did my poor Scaly Cap Brat record? I just found out has water damage. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, you're blaming that's, me for it. That thing so is depreciated like in value now. It's fucking autographed too, and that kid's like, he's one bad fucking. Uh, I don't sign anything. Tim Hortons order away from fucking ending it. So who knows if I'll get another one of those. <laughs> I mean, when I finally do it, though, it'll be worth a lot more. 
Remember that Canadian kid that was really into Mahomes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where this literally in figure like this idea of me being really into the Mahomes came from. Like you love the Mahomes. Past tense. Yeah. (laughs) At one point in my life. I I I I still can't name one Mahone song. Uh, Going down the bar, come on! (laughs) No, that's it. That's a uh, Blood for Blood cover. It's a Judas Priest song. (laughs) Um, wretched ones, man. I think we're done with the record Um, talk. Fluffy or Fluffy or whatever his name is probably wouldn't have done that if he knew Judas Priest (laughs) made that song. Fluffy. <laughs> I don't know what his fucking name is. I it's beyond me right now. Fluffy or uh, McFlurry. Blizzard. His his bandmate Blizzard. So so so, so to move on. Uh, I think I, I and their bass player Shamrock Shake. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in the world of punk rock right now and i think this week uh we finally got some news that i know i've been looking forward to and Uh, that's that another boston band that i like a lot the mighty mighty bostones are finally going to drop their new record on may 7th they put out a couple songs ahead of time here oh they put out a new one yesterday they put out that song, The Final Parade, a couple weeks ago, which featured everybody ever in the music I didn't scene. listen to it because it was eight minutes long. Uh, yeah, it's eight minutes long. There's a lot to oh, digest. Eight minute long song now? Yes. Jesus. And literally everybody that you could ever think of is involved in it in some way, shape, or form. How many times does Dickie go, ah! None, I don't think. Uh, no shit. That's a that's yeah. Cool. And they're they're on Hellcat Records now, which is kind of a. That's pretty cool. That's a good label. Yeah, it's, a, feel, it's a move. I think that's, that's just sure. like at this point, is it even a real label though? Or is it just like Tim's vanity label where he decides to put out like he'll put out like an interrupters record, then he'll just, then oh, I'm gonna put out grade two, and now he's like oh I'm gonna put out Boston's. I thought he only put records of girls he was dating at the time on that label. Maybe him and Dickie have an item now. Ken Casey's included in that girls he was dating at the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I hope this show doesn't get a lot of viewers. I'm going to get a lot of angry. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, yeah, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm, 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 cut, I'm, I'm just going to put if up you, raw. If you do, like, please share with the class. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it up raw and be like, Brendan said it. Like we just we just gave him the platform. You know. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I'll just keep on going. It I don't care. We got um on on my um my main podcast, Drunken Opinion. Um I very much like my best friend, uh say kind of whatever's on my mind. He accidentally dropped a name. He guess he shouldn't have done it. But he dropped a name and he called this guy Coke Boy. <laughs> he got a text message 
that was very long that said, dude, I do this, this, and that, and I'm a coach, and I have all this shit. You need to take that episode down. And my buddy was like, I'll edit your name out. I'm not fucking taking it down. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Jeez. It's it's one way of getting some. I mean, we haven't know? got we haven't gotten that far yet. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Tim Armstrong is going to mess. I might have to. Like, Yo, man, that's really fucked up. What you said about Hellcat. <laughs> Not that it's, it's true. Like a hundred. I met him once. Like, We're cool. Three different bands is true. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's really rude. You can't come to see Rancid um, play Outcome the Wolves. This twenty first. Third Damn. anniversary show. Uh. Anyway, let's move on to the next person that Brennan can insult. Speaking of rancid, yeah. <laughs> Charger oh. is recording new material. So that's Matt Freeman's like uh, side project. It like is it supposed to be like I haven't really listened to a lot of it. It's kind of like motorheady, like thrash metal ish, punk thrash punky kind of stuff. I think. I don't know. Have you guys listened to any of the Charger? stuff that came out like the album i i have and and they're definitely looking for like a motorhead type of thing and as far as rancid side projects go i like it a lot um i don't know i think i, I don't know they do a good job with it so you heard it here first i like folks, when he plays uh, bass <laughs> i like when he noodles a lot that's my favorite part yeah <laughs> does he do that in charger yeah, he's done a no. fucking thing he's ever been in. Yeah. Not really a lot of that. Does he? I've, uh, I don't know. I've never listened to him. Um, I think. So I think though the next the next item on the docket was the one that Brendan would have more to say because I yes, know it's a I'm band actually, that he actually, actually likes a lot. In Brendan's opinion on this, Brendan, have you heard of the band called Space Cadet? No. Maybe. It features two former Probably members not. of. Two former members of the Explosion are in this band. They're pretty good. I listened to like oh, no a song shit. they put is up. It, uh, yeah, is it Sam and the other guy? I think so. Uh, they put yeah, out like a song. They put out a song a couple weeks ago, and they released a new song. And they also have an album coming out on March 26. So, I really like the Explosion. I know you do too, Brendan. Uh, this is a little different. It's a little bit more like garagey, like garagey, like indie punk kind of <laughs> stuff, but. It's a. Uh, I'm interested like to see. Uh, okay, two things here. It's Dave and Matt from the Explosion, oh. and this one features Brian Baker. So, I'm pretty into that. Who's Brian Baker? Was he in a famous band? Minor Threat, <laughs> Dag Nasty, Bad Religion. One famous band, right? He was only in one famous band. Okay, well, it wasn't in like a lot of famous bands. No, no. <laughs> Not Brian what? Baker. Was he in Teen Idols as well? Or is that just Ian? I th- no. Was it Minor Threat Teen Idols? No, like... That was uh, Ian's brother. Right, it was Ian's brother and, and Ian and another guy, I guess. But they broke I up in Minor Threat. the fourth member was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so we really have nothing okay. to say, because none of us really know anything about this band, I guess. Other than they were in the explosion. No. No. Okay. Well, that it sounds anything like flash, flash, flash. Let's go. That's a good. Okay. One this too. next one, this next news item, 
Uh, I guess Ben Weasel took time off from assaulting women, and Screeching Weasel are now recording new material. I saw that on Fuck News, so I thought I'd throw that in there. I don't know the last time oh, I listened to Screeching right. Weasel. I didn't know he was still you know, around. Yeah, there's a real either. cool club on the other side of town, and you're not part of it. And Ben Weasel is... There that was man a, should have given up a long time ago. There was a time in my life where I really enjoyed... The queers and screeching weasel. That time has passed. Those are not good bands. Yeah, the queers are another one. I just can't do it. I they're think they've played really the same set for thirty years. They're really not a good band. They never were. So maybe this uh, new material might, you know, change your mind, Brendan. I'm not spark us. Listen. You know? <laughs> if anybody's listening, it's fucking the weasel dude because he has nothing better to do. <laughs> i'm sorry he's in the studio oh, man. he's he's using Are we gonna get drank in the same microphones yeah i hope so i hope we, we do are we gonna get dragged into the ben weasel i think every i think Bruisers a lot of people would jump drama? on board with screeching weasel yeah i don't understand how they yeah. still get shows booked and stuff it's kind of weird i mean like i said that about a few bands but yeah yeah i don't know it's definitely yeah you know when we pass the point of argument you know uh so this next one uh do you guys do you guys uh the tension filled the air oh my god do you guys uh have you do you guys like listen to the x-ray specs have you listened to the x-ray specs at all no i used to spend a lot of time with them when i was younger i like i feel like i've never given them they were cool fair shake but uh there's like a documentary coming actually recorded new stuff no no, they're, they're doing a documentary about yeah. Polly. Yeah, Polly Styrene. There's a documentary about her coming out. She is maybe I don't know. She died. She definitely died. Yeah, she died like ten years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, no shit. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah. R.I.P. I I don't know about you guys, but like I'll watch any punk documentary. So I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to that one. There's some really I've bad sat, ones out there. I've sat through some terrible ones. Oh, I'll watch them all though. But I, I yeah, give them all of a try. Watch them all. What What was really one I really liked that I watched recently was the Salad Days documentary about uh, the DC horrorcore scene and uh, Discord. I thought it was pretty cool because it focused more on like the later years of Discord. It didn't just it didn't just talk about like Minor Threat and like the early days of hardcore. It went into like emo core and like all that stuff too. So it was a pretty interesting. Right, where Discord got like a little more eccentric and a little more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's coming out. Uh, I can't remember if there's a date, a release date for the documentary. Uh, oh, I'm sure there is. They got a trailer out for it oh. already. So, for which March fifth. The, so the, the documentary you were just talking about. The... Yeah. So the polystyrene documentary is called I Am a Cliche, and it's going to be released online in the UK March 5th, and will be available online in North America as part of the South by Southwest Film Festival. Okay. So I'm sure there'll be alternate ways to acquire that at some point. So yeah. It'll show up on Amazon Prime eventually. Dude, they Amazon had Prime every has documentary like... yeah, over the course like... of the last year. Amazon Prime has like a sick music documentary catalog. 
They do. I don't know. Where it's really. Fun. I, don't know where I watched. From. I watched the anti nowhere league one on there, which I did not think would ever be there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. I thought it was going to be better. I did. I, I did as it. well. Yeah, I. I. It was one of those like, oh yeah, cool bands. The one that was kind of cool was the City Gardens one. I don't know if you've watched that about the venue that was in uh, New Jersey. I have that, that one's cool. Up, it's definitely worth watching uh, because it's like a obviously City Gardens hasn't been a thing in a long time, and they yeah. talk with the like they have a lot of interviews now with the promoter who like is still promoting shows in Jersey, but like on a very different level, and he has like a radio uh, show now. And his record collection is the most absurd looking thing I've ever seen. Um, it's like the entirety of his basement. Oh, like, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, it's but, unbelievable. But, then if, to look but at. then if my house burned down, I would just probably mm. walk into the house with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Sir, we a go bag of records. Sir, we saved you two hours ago. I'm going back in. I don't want to do this. <laughs> do you know how long it took me to do that? <laughs> there's no restarting no there really is um, there's some stuff that you can't restart no uh yeah last news item uh might be more relevant to me than you guys because i enjoy this band and i brendan as a fucking as a warning forewarning before you say anything too incendiary these are friends of mine uh, words. before you say anything you know too offensive or up to upset anybody you know this is a safe space uh the planet I'm smashers i'm just gonna say that first <laughs> the planet smashers are doing a live stream on march 20th from the horseshoe tavern in toronto uh it's a ticketed one so you can go to uh horseshoe to get tickets for it every time i've seen the planet smashers they've been awesome and I'm not, you know, just saying that because, you know, we're we're homies, but they're always fun. I don't know, like, how into the Planet Smashers you are. But, like, for me, I always, like, I listen to the Planet Smashers, like, the most out of any of that, like, era of, like, third wave ska bands. I don't know about you guys, but. I thought Brandon was going to say something there, but uh, I've spent a little bit of time with the Planet Smashers. Not a ton. I remember being in Montreal when they did a, a show at Pooza, and you went to see the Planet Smashers, and I went to go see Direct Hit. We went two different ways. And I got extremely drunk and didn't couldn't set up my I'm gear for the show theme. that night. And I punched Mike in the shoulder and stormed off stage three songs into our set. In the middle of the was, song. That was the second last Skellicat Brat show for some reason. Did they finish the show? They did. I mean, that's why. And I then left. we could not find Mike. I was sitting on a bench Mike outside anywhere. the venue. Like, I don't know why you guys couldn't find me. I was on a bench outside the venue. It was insane. It was insane. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, Planet Smashers live stream, March 20th. I'm interested. Uh, Give it a Those lift. are all good Buy guys. Listen to that. They yeah, sound so that's a, like last week. Last week we had like five different live stream announcements in our new segment. So there's, an, I guess, March is like the month of live streams for some reason. 
Well, all the other ones are Celtic Punk fans, so we know why they're doing it in March. But Ugh, God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no nay, never again. You guys want to hear a funny story involving a member of the Planet Smashers? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, in 2015, I went to Ireland, and the day I got home, uh, the Planet Smashers were playing... Uh, at a bar called Mavericks in Ottawa, and it also happened to be uh, the East End Radicals' last show in Ottawa, who are good friends of mine. So I went to the show, like, right off the plane, and I proceeded to get extremely drunk. And then I was hanging out with the band after, at, like, their hotel, like, the bands, and, uh, like, the trombone so player from the Planet... Cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Planet... It, I'm really cool. I'm popular. Like, just look at all these bands I know. Uh, so the Trump, like he, The trombone like, player... He had to sign every single record. My copy's not signed. I just lo- I just want to put that out there. Wow. Can I finish Mike, my fucking that is story? Very rude of you. Oh my god. I only do it for my real yes. fans. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> So I'm extremely drunk and I remember asking uh somebody if I could take one of their beers and they had like a 15 pack of Molson Export in the fridge and they said sure and i took like five or six and left the hotel room but then he saw me doing it and like this person I, he got really mad at me but the next day like i couldn't remember who it was and i felt so bad i'm like man i stole a bunch of beer from one of the dudes in the planet smashers and like i just felt super guilty about it but like i asked around and, like nobody remembered like who it was so like, yeah, I don't know. Like, so like, they're like, whoever, like whoever it was, I probably really don't care. Like, you gave it back. Like, you were drunk. It's over. But I felt bad about it for like a year, and then no, I ran I feel into like the. They're still uh, like a pissed off trombone player. Well, that's what I'm getting to. So, I like a year later, I'm at the 77 festival in Montreal, and I run into Pat, the trombone player, who uh, like I kind of knew because we've hung out before, and like he I guessed it from right. The same area I'm in. <laughs> yes well i mentioned the, the trombone player did didn't happen? i at the start no so he's talking to me and we start talking about that show and he's like man mike i still feel really bad that i got mad at you when you tried when you took some of my beers and i was like that was you i felt bad this whole time that i took your beers he's like oh i felt really bad that i you i got mad at you i was being a little bitch so we had this like little moment where like we both got to like get this off our chest that we both felt bad about i took his beer and he felt bad for getting mad about it which i feel like jesus Christ. i should have I felt bad and he was singing oh canada right now <laughs> he he was totally justified in being <laughs> angry but yeah that's like that's what i'm getting at it was like it was a very canadian moment i guess like i have a feeling that that interaction sorry I got go mad at you. so sorry about stealing your beers <laughs> that's exactly how it hey, happened at though. least you didn't try to pay at least you didn't successfully pay your tab somewhere with somebody else's credit card. That's true. It's very true. Because I did that with Chris's at Royale at the Bruisers. And then you tried to do it again oh. at Bleacher Bar. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. yeah. It was. Fun. I mean, that I was, was funny. I was doing my best Steve <laughs> Irwin impression that night because we were sitting at a table further away from the bar. I'm like, let's just leave him alone and see if he figures it out. <laughs> And then I was just I re- like, oh, oh, he's moving. Oh, he's moving. Oh, oh, nope. He's going back to the bar. Oh, he just asked them if they needed any help behind the bar. 
I know that, how to I've do this. Never, I haven't too. been that bad. I bartend at places. I know what beer is and drinks. And I, I can't remember. I think it was Allie, who's a bartender at Bleacher. And she was just like, no, you paid your tab. Like, have a good night. I lost my card. It's in your fucking hand. <laughs> oh, that was a good night. Whoops. That was, that was hilarious. So. Okay. Anyway, I feel like this is a good place to end it. I don't know. We've gone through the news. We talked about records. We've told some stories. Right, like an, yeah, we told some stories. So, Brendan, do you have any anything <laughs> you want to plug before you leave? Any social media accounts? Um. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Give me two seconds. I didn't plan on doing this, but I should do this, even though there's like just a bunch of Canadian people listening, like your mom or something. <laughs> uh, I'm on a podcast called Drunken Opinion, based out of Boston, Massachusetts. And yeah, we do a show weekly. We talk about random stuff. Um, and then we talk shit about it. And sometimes I'm drunk. Sometimes I'm not. Most likely I'm drunk. And yeah, you can check us out at Drunken Opinion on Instagram, at Bad Drunks, uh, at Twitter, um, Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic, all of those fun, flavorful podcasts. Wait, are you guys not on Google Podcast? I don't know what the fuck that is. I didn't either until Mike told me we were on it. I don't know. It was an option on our distributor thing, so I clicked it. Google has a podcast? Is it just Jeff Bezos? Taking yeah, it has a podcast more? app, yeah. You guys ever do this I think with your it, microphone? I think it's to like the Google Play Store. Did you ever do Not this with a microphone. microphone mic? Yeah. It's weird. Not, Anyways, I, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to hear me and my three best friends talk about your shit, um, about serial killers, missing persons, um, oh, we shit on uh, Phil Spector for a while on an episode. That was fun. Uh, but yeah. That's when he deserves it. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate awesome. you guys checking out the podcast. Uh, yeah, Scott, hey, thanks for coming on. Brent. Yeah, it's a pleasure Brent. to have you. Our yeah, first was, official it was, guest. It's it nice to good. talk to you. First official guest. One day, only up from you guys here. will delete. One day, you guys will delete this episode because you're forced to. Probably. When you get Tim Armstrong <laughs> on the show, and Tim Armstrong's writer is like, "Hey, I don't want you." playing that podcast episode where that guy goes hey tim armstrong has girlfriend problems on that record label (laughs) i don't know i wasn't going anywhere with that clearly (laughs) so uh you can follow me on instagram and twitter at mike f613 and scott you are at such a dangerous on all social media i believe yep that's correct. Yes. So gotta have a little uh, nod to brain failure somewhere in my life. I mean, they're a great band. We should do a podcast like uh on what happened to brain failure. Cause that'd be I think people like a like a true crime style podcast on brain failure. You gotta, that'd be pretty you cool. Gotta do, you gotta do it in a British accent though. It's gotta be like <laughs> a straight up jump, like NPR. <laughs> okay. Very dry. Um, yeah. Japanese so punk rock next, band, brand failure. Uh, first of all, they're from Beijing, China. They said it at the beginning of every show ever. Oh, go fuck yourself! I was, I was <laughs> just saying something. 
I don't need okay. to be our brain it. failure. Beijing, China, and Americans love Chinese food. First thing we they ever breed. said when I we saw. We are it. from Connecticut. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> next week we're gonna have Dave Barton from the Peelers on to talk about their new album and get into uh, Rick Barton. No, Dave Barton. Rick Barton. Rick Barton is not welcome on this podcast. Former or guitar player of, of the Continental. Oh my God! Okay, we're gonna pause and we're gonna <laughs> do this properly, so I can put it at the end of the episode. Okay, Brendan. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Next week, I mean, we're not an original member of the podcast. Next week, we're gonna have. Dave Barton from the Peelers from the outlets on, uh, to talk about their new- Rick Barton's brother from the outlets. <laughs> I fucking hate you. We'll see everybody next week. Uh, have a good night. Brendan will not be on this show ever again. That Avita is very Zane. rude. I thought Canadians were a lot. I would welcome that. you back with open arms. That we'll see. If you go through a, a retraining sensitivity course, maybe we'll let you on. What sensitivity course? I don't know. I'll make one. All I said was Rick Barton. Canadian citizenship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I Next week, Dave Barton there. from the Peelers. Uh, oh, we're very sensitive. <laughs> Let's try this for again. Let's try this once more. And we'll be Next talking about their new record. Next this week, delays is on it worse. Ramble and Roll, we're g- <laughs> we're gonna have Dave Peeler from the Bartons. <laughs> That's as good as we're gonna get, I guess. Uh, everybody, have a good night, and I'll see. Uh, we'll see. Thanks you next so much week. for joining us again. We'll Thanks see you listening. next week. Bye.